0: my friends skip here 827 AM November 22nd start a uh, start a six day weekend actually <laughs> um, our school our school system schedules uh, teachers uh, days off uh, students days off teachers um, in service work days uh, planning days, they schedule them in clusters. So people like me, who people who are substitutes end up with these chunks of time off, which is great. You don't get paid, but you know, it's kind of nice to have a six day Thanksgiving weekend. So I greet you on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And I do hope all things are well with you and whatever Thanksgiving means to you or doesn't mean to you. Uh, I hope that you, uh, find yourself uncovering new things about yourself. Uh, I hope that every day for everyone. Today is also sort of a somber uh, remembrance in our country's history, in the United States, in my country's history. Uh, Sixty years ago today was the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and I've kind of went back and revisited some documentaries and and the infamous movie from 1991. And I've been thinking a lot about the human mind's propensity to look at things, to find patterns. Uh, A lot of conspiracy stuff comes from this understanding of, or, or this way in which the human mind thinks that we are looking for patterns that make sense, always. And so today I want to talk about, uh, you know, I'm never going to talk directly about specific conspiracies, but really how we humans do function in a way uh, that is not always helpful around understanding reality. Uh, And I'm not uh, not necessarily a conspiracy-minded person. I, but I'm going to tell you why uh, I, I think that there's a reason we think that way. And, you know, like I've said, take what you need from this, leave the rest. You know, I, I took some college psychology, so I'm no expert at at this. But um, let's talk about the spiritual aspect of how we try to understand and see patterns. Uh. One of the primary functions of the human mind as I see it is for us to try to make sense of what it means to exist. What does it mean to draw this breath, to think this thought, to have this life? Now, a lot of people will traverse their entire life and never have that thought. A lot of people, and my guess is probably some of you, think that a lot what does it really mean? I mean, after all, you're listening to a podcast called Finding Meaning. Uh, what, what does it, what's this life about? What's it for? And so our brain, our, our way of perception is always scanning reality to find these patterns in reality, these understandings, these connections that give reality some sense of, of legitimacy and and so we are always lurking we are always looking always looking for ways to see the world that connect things together for instance you know how does your how does your religion fit into the way the world is let me tell you a little bit about <laughs> where I philosophically had to land. When I, when I was practicing a, a religion, when I was practicing the religion of Christianity, I no longer do that. Uh, but, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, this isn't anti-anything, but I would get these questions as a professional religious person about, you know, if, if God is all-loving, then where does evil come from, right? Uh, where did the, Where did the snake in the garden come from? I mean, really important philosophical, religious and philosophical questions. And where I always had to end up was that, yeah, God loves us without condition, but we have free will. And that's sort of the go-to standard answer. Uh, I always struggled with that. It never made sense to me. Uh, that if God was omnipotent, omniscient, uh, holy, in charge of things then he's in, or she's in, or whoever, or whatever God was, was also in charge of free will, right? Uh, but the standard model was, well, God gives you free will to make your choices, and et cetera, et cetera. Never, never quite bought it, but I, I spoke it. Because it connected things. It, it was a way for me to understand this theory of God that I might have had and the way the world works, and so we're always looking for these connection points, these these uh, points of of meaning, where we can hold on to our preconceived notions and make sense of life. The struggle with that is, is that the preconceived notions we have of life are derived from a ignorance of who we really are as humans for the most part. And so we're always looking for these patterns and trying to make these connections uh, really (sighs) sort of for no reason. Uh, It's just we're trained to perceive reality, to try to make sense of it. Now that part is important because I think that's what motivates all of us on the spiritual journey. But this idea that that we can hold on to the beliefs that we were taught or the understandings that we were taught and have them make sense in this reality, it doesn't work, and it never did work. And I really had no answer for those people other than to toe the company line, right? God loves you. God sent God's son. God gives you free will. I mean, it's all... So mapped out and honestly was never really helpful. Now you're entitled to those beliefs if you want. Like I said, I'm not here to sway anyone's belief system. I'm just telling you from my perspective. That human tendency to find a pattern uh, is always with us. And it's where a lot of this conspiracy stuff comes from, except now uh, we have unfiltered access to other people's thoughts. And so through technology, through social media, through the Internet, through instant communication, through the publication of false facts as true, that ability to make these connections has really become troublesome. Because now people are making connections that are completely false, n- not based in any reality. And it, they're perpetuated as the truth. It, it is as if that idea has, has become the idea that you can pick your truth. And there is no uh, objective truth to things anymore, it seems, I think is very troubling, more than troubling. I think it very well could be the demise of 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 many things. Uh, I won't go there right now. Maybe someday I'll do a podcast on that. So I'm watching this John F. Kennedy stuff and I'm seeing that people are looking for connections. Uh, I'm not going to comment on who or what or why or where. I'm simply saying that there's something deep within us that needs to make those connections. However, there's something deep within us that knows that there are some connections to make. And I think that's important for us to understand that our scanning for meaning, our our looking at reality for meaning is not a bad thing. I do it every day. It's how we make those connective pieces And let me say this, that the human tendency to practice subterfuge, the human tendency to gossip, the human tendency to undermine is very real. Uh, It's how a lot of the false reality is preserved. I learned a lot in my time as a professional religious person, but I learned a couple really important things, and that one of them is this, that... People will practice conspiracy, will practice subterfuge, will practice backstabbing and gossiping to maintain their own power and their own understanding of reality. And because we know that, because many times we are a part of that, maybe we ourselves have been the instigators of that at times, we... (laughs) We become useful useful tools. I don't want to say useful idiots, but we become useful to, to maintaining the status quo, to maintaining the institutionalization of reality. And it's not that all institutions are bad, right? I'm grateful that our garbage is picked up. I'm grateful for uh, the people I gather with to play trivia. I'm, you know, I'm... I'm <laughs> I think we need human connection. But it's when we begin to go beyond just the relationship-building aspect of gathering and start to form committees or uh, build buildings that we, we tend to get into that mode where we will do anything to preserve those things. So our ability to connect reality is important, but we have to put a new filter in, my friends. So the question doesn't, the the question really isn't anymore for me. You know, how do I make my belief system fit into each circumstance? The question becomes for me is, am I seeing something true in what I'm looking at? about what it means to be human and of course for me you know that means to be loving and kind and generous we are all looking for affirmations of our already established beliefs all of us we're looking for those connected points the question is not are we or are we not looking the question is are we are we aware of our own loving and kind self our own generous and compassionate itself enough to know that that's where the connections are found. Not in, do those people believe like I believe? Or do those people adhere to the same doctrine or dogma or creed that I adhere to? Do those people fit my prescribed notion of what it means to be right or wrong? That's the way the world functions, right? We're always looking for right or wrong. We're always looking for those who agree with us. People are on the internet constantly searching for validation of their own conspiracy thoughts because they want those connective points. That's you know part of being human, as I said, is to constantly look for what it means to have meaning. The question is, from what basis, from what place do you do that searching? And if the filters in your soul, your mind, however you want to think of it, the way you, in which you process are based at least to some degree in a sense of acceptance and love and and being non-judgmental, uh, and, I, and I mean that from both sides of any spectrum, then I think you can begin to make those connections. Then you begin to put the deeper meaning on you know, someone opening the door for you when your arms are full of grocery sacks or something. You know, then you can begin to resonate and see on a very much deeper level that kindness is what transcends, uh, what inspires, what forgives, what what moves us to be better and more kind to people. That's the connections. We fall into conspiracy, we fall into subterfuge, we fall into, we fall into backstabbing and gossiping when we don't know how to make the proper connections. And so in finding meaning, and in my life, I hope, I try to put that context of love on things, that context of the deeper meaning. It can be a lonely place, my friends, trust me, Uh, But it's also out there, you know, I work in public schools and I see people every day practicing enormous amounts of patience and love with the system they're in and with the kids they're working with and with the parents because there's a deeper meaning to that beyond the curriculum, beyond learning division or social studies. The care that the teachers and the staffs of the schools have for the kids, that's the context. That's the connective point. I go to a concert and I hear an inspirational song and people are waving their flashlights. They do flashlights now, not lighters. And you're moved. You're inspired. Or even a religious sermon. Uh, when, When the preacher will leave the idea of creed and belief and get into what it really means is to love each other, then you begin, to, you begin to feel the energy resonate at a different frequency. You begin to, you know, use that old new age metaphor, you begin to vibrate. You begin to say yes, yes, yes. That's the connection. So there you have it, my friends. Make those connections, but make them in love. Breaking oneself from the habit of trying to prove oneself right all the time is a very hard thing, because we are trained. You are trained. I am trained. We are all trained to prove ourselves right. What we find is that there is only one right, and that is love. All right, friends. I'll uh, I'll probably, eh, if I get up early enough on Thanksgiving, I'll, I'll give one. We'll see. Take care, friends. Bye-bye.